0: Amen, amen, amen. How are we feeling? So this month we're talking about manhood. And, and, and the reason why we're talking about manhood because I, I believe that when you deal with manhood, it's a very sp- specific topic. And I love when women are in a meeting when we talk about manhood because you hold us accountable for the things that we're learning. You know, my wife, you know, it's funny, when we're home, She's quick to remember when I preach something. Says, remember when you preach such and such? I'm like, oh, when it's convenient for you, you remember when I preach. But when I ask, you, well, when I preached last week, she said, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm like, man, is that bad because I'm not preaching good or whatnot? But um, I grew up in a household full of men. My dad has seven sons. So a lot of testosterone, plus my dad, so there's eight men in the house running around. My mother actually loved it. Some people say, oh, my gosh, your mother. When we got older, it got easier, she said. You know, she said she loved it. You know, she felt so protected. She didn't have to worry about anything. We we would have taken care of her. But some of the things my dad did was he taught us how to be men. I remember we went to to men's meetings, promise keepers, uh, you name it. My dad was speaking, and we were going. You know, and I, I think the biggest part of the... Manhood aspect. Well, let me say, put it this way. To, growing up to learn how to be a man was big for my father, who was rejected by his father. You know, my mother, my, my dad's mother, was um, she was a track star. She would running around some track and stuff like that. And so there was a businessman. He was a lot older than her. Caught her eye. Right? He caught her eye. Next thing you know, she's pregnant. Right? <laughs> I know he, he, he. Oh, you want more details to the story <laughs> how much details do you want because then there's a lime in the, no let me stop <laughs> but she ended up pregnant and when she had my dad she brought my dad to the, the father and you know said hey this is your son and he said I don't want anything to do with you or him you're going to ruin my family and what I'm here doing he was a, business, a businessman from Spain so at the early onset, my dad learned rejection. My dad didn't, you know, didn't know his father, so he grew up with other individuals, pseudo fathers in his life that weren't the best idea. It was one time my father was telling me a story that he actually had to beat up the guy that my dad's mother was dating because he was beating on my, my dad's mother. You know, so this is the type of life that my father was dealing with, you know, and um he taught me a couple of things. He said, "You know, he, he taught. He he spoke a lot, but he did more. See, because we learn more so by what they do than what they say." And I and me now having kids, myself, five kids, I make sure that I I, I represent, you know, what a man is supposed to be like. Because I'm the first example of a man for my daughters. I'm the first example of a man for my sons, you know. And and, and my my so. I try to make sure that I do certain things, I interact with certain people, I end and I end up interacting with my wife in certain ways because I know that more so than what I say to my kids, they're impacted by what I do. You know, and, and, and it's funny because my especially my little Liam, I talk about Liam a lot because he's literally my shadow. He used to get mad because I used to call him shadow. And I would literally just, just to see what he does, and I would walk around the countertop. Like this, doing nothing, and he would follow me, not paying attention, and I'm walking around and he's looking and he not until the third time does he realize what I'm doing, and he starts laughing. But that's how much they follow what you do, less than what you say for them to do. It can it it, it can impact them so much so that it goes to such a subconscious level. Even to the point where my father says, Man, you do things like I do, and I, I don't realize. Some of my mannerisms are after my father. So this next month we're gonna be talking about manhood, and we're gonna use the titles Prophet, Priest, and King. And what does that mean as a man? You see, because I wrote this down. Men, remember your biggest impact on the lives of your kids and people, period, is what you do, not just what you say. You know, uh, you know the saying, a man is only as good as the word he keeps. The most attractive thing about a man is when he keeps his word. The choices we make as men ultimately affect the world around us. You know why I say that? Dr. Edwin Lewis Cohen, a man, he was the only man that I would be able to tell on my dad. You Because right? we didn't have a grandfather. We didn't have an individual that was over my dad. So my dad, well, my dad said it was Lord. But when Dr. Cole came in, in our life and he was my, my father, spiritual father, oh yeah, I was telling him, my dad. <laughs> Pay back, I'm telling you. And he used to say, he said, if you want to understand the condition or why the condition of society is going the way it is, he said, look at the condition of the house. So you see society, you see an environment. You, I, I, he said, I guarantee that the way the, the, the environment is, is you're gonna see is the same environment in the household. And in certain neighborhoods, you can really tell, like, wow, this is so true. And he said, if you want to understand the condition of the the house, he said, check out the condition of the man. He said, and then if there's no man in the house, check out the condition of the woman trying to step into a place where a man should stand. He says, so the significance of men is very strong with this society, and not that I'm trying to downplay what women do, because some of you women have put in in that work. You know, the single mothers up in here, y'all been been doing your thing, trying to hold down the household, you know, make some money and take care of everything because the man is not doing what he has to do. I'm saying, kudos to you. Matter of fact, let's clap it up for the single mothers. But we can't make the exception the rule. In the Bible, Genesis, he says, For this reason, a man should leave his mother and his father, the Penobitan translation, reading it, and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. So there's a a model that was set up, and we're going to talk about that throughout this week. We're going, to be, we're going to really have conversations, about, I mean, throughout this month about manhood and what does it look like. Man, I have no more time. All right, real quick, right? The way God designed things, there, there, are, there are five stages that we as men have to learn. One, we have to learn how to be a son, right? We, we, we need to learn how to be a son. Because too often we, we, we grow up too quick. And what, we, what happens is if you don't really learn how to be a son, when you have your son, you don't know what to expect from him. You don't know how to set the right expectations. And you'll misuse it. Or you will put into the, the child's life the things that you missed in your life as a child. So you got fathers looking at their son and say, okay, no, you're going to be a sports player. But like, the kid doesn't like sports. <laughs> well, because you missed out, because you had to hurry up and grow up, you're going to put that on your child. So, when you learn how to be a son, it says, I I, I wrote this out, I said, learning to submit to authority is the biggest thing that you learn when you're being a son. Number two, you have to learn how to be a man. I, I love this. Dr. Cole said, You're milled by choice. I mean, you're milled by birth, but a man by choice. So, to stand and be a man is a choice. It doesn't happen to everybody at the right time or at the same time. And basically, what we say about being a man, and you know it, you know, what do you say in the streets? Man up. Take responsibility. Do what you got to do. Man up. If you, if you had a child out of wedlock, man up. Take care of the child. She might not be the wife for you, but that child is yours. Man up. So number one, to be a son. Number two, learn how to be a man. Number three, we have to learn how to be a husband. Being a husband is not something that we naturally do. And being a husband is basically saying learn how to provide, learn how to secure, learn how to love. You know, and, and it's ironic because we're we told to love, but we have to actually go through the process to learn how to love. And I'm going through this fast, we're going to, go, we're going to recap this next week. Number four is how to be a father. How to be a father. And number five is how to be a grandfather. And my father said, because to be a father, you're learning how to give back. And to be a grandfather, you're learning how to give back. You're pouring into the next generation. Remember, as men, we're worried about our legacy. And it's funny, shameless plug. The key to graduating from each stage and each role, number one, is maturity. Number two, decisiveness. Number three, consistency. Number four, strength. You might have heard it. There's a book out there. And each time, remember, we live life on levels, and we experience them in the stages. And at each level that we move to, and at each uh, stage that we move to, there's a deepening required in your character and in your maturity. I'ma end here, but don't worry, we're going somewhere because we all. And, and, and let, let me put it this way: we have made mistakes. You go to the Bible, you look at Adam, Moses, Noah, Samson. They're known for their big deeds, but they've had some dirt that they had to deal with. And just because you have some dirt as men doesn't negate the purpose and the value you have to God. So I'm here to tell you that no matter what you have done, yeah, there's some consequences that you got to live out. But even within the consequence, you still have value and a purpose with the God you serve. So what I want to say, what I want to do is have all the men stand. And as you stand, I want to affirm you today based on what the Bible says, that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That you're above and not beneath. And the last thing I want to say is, especially when you're dealing with stuff, what can come between you and the love of Christ? What can come between you and the love of Christ? And as I close, I want to pray for you. Is that all right? Ladies, can we just point our hand to the men? Young and old. Just because you're older doesn't mean God's done with you. My, my motto is if I got breath in my lungs, then there's still a mission that God has me for me to do. So let's bow our heads. And women, just start ex- exceed, uh, 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 praying for the individuals, the men in your life, your husbands. And men, I want you to start talking to God and thinking about some of the things that you know that you need to start changing and working on. Last week we talked about the MVP, but we also talked about looking in the mirror and are we we satisfied or are we happy with the man we are today? So Lord, I pray right now for these men that have stand up. And with them standing up, they're showing themselves to, to, to submit to who you are. So we ask that you just bless them right now. Empower them to succeed as men. But Lord, not being satisfied with where they are today, but give them a glimpse of what they can be tomorrow. So we pray to the God Almighty that you just anoint them. Open their eyes to see what manhood looks like based on the biblical example called Christ. We ask that you open their ears to hear your voice are the things necessary that they have to change in order to become the man that you have called them to be. Open up their hearts, Lord, right now, that you will just, just uproot things that might be holding them back from past memories and, and past mistakes, but uproot it and plant new seeds so that they can move forward to the man you have called them to be. And Lord, touch their mind to understand the things necessary. Lord, take them out of their comfort zone right now. Take them out of the manhood comfort zone right now so that you will stretch them and move them towards becoming a better man. To becoming a better example. To becoming a better husband. To becoming a better grandfather. To becoming a better father, Lord, right now. So we ask that you have your way. And Lord, we pray for a spirit of peace and perseverance over these men so that they would not get comfortable and they would not get weary and not get frustrated with the process because becoming better, there's a process. And sometimes the process is not comfortable. So Lord, I pray for strength. Peace, endurance, perseverance right now in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come, let us all stand. This is not your conventional Sunday service, but it's a God-ordained Sunday service, so. <laughs> Pray for Long Island. Pray for your church. Pray for the members of the church. You you don't need to know them, but pray for them. There's something happening here in Long Island. Stay strong, stay faithful, and know that God is in control. Amen? Amen. Father God, I pray for these individuals, that you bless them, empower them. Lord, right now, I'm going to take this time, and and there's somebody, Lord, praying for a financial situation. Lord, I pray that you just open a door, that you bring knowledge uh, on how to deal with finances for this individual. I pray that you just move in a mighty way, that that, that, you know, that all things work according to those who love him, who love you, and according to your will. And Lord, we know that sometimes, even though it'll work, it takes time. So Lord, we pray for that time. You pray for the individual. We pray for traveling mercies, Lord, that we would enjoy the rest of this Sunday. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. This Bible Bible is our primary source of faith. faith. This Bible Bible is our rule of conduct. conduct. This Bible Bible creates the lens lens that we see life through. through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we see seeing it come to pass. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.